welcome to the Shepherd Peace Counseling Ministries. I'm Nathan Clark, and here today on our series, Questions and Answers, we are going to be looking at the question, does God support slavery? To answer this question, it's probably the best place to start is opening up our Bibles and reading what God's Word has to say about this subject. So let's turn into our Bibles to Exodus chapter 21, and let's begin with verse number one. Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thou bind Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. And if he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. And if he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. Now we could read on, as it does continue to lay out the guidelines that is required for um, this form of, of servitude or slavery. Um, but I think as we've got enough that we can see that, well, it does seem like the Bible does support slavery in some aspect. But before we look into the purpose that God might have for what servitude is used for, I think it is important that we first have an understanding of this word judgment, which is found in verse number one, when it says, now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. God's law is broke up into three parts. If we turn to Deuteronomy chapter six, we see these three parts laid out for us. Deuteronomy six, one, we see now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go to possess. So there we see God's law broken down into three basic parts. That is the commandments, the statutes and the judgments. So what is the difference? Well, the commandments is what we're probably most familiar with. This is what is required of you and me as Christians. We can find commandments in the Bible in the places like the uh, Ten Commandments. We are required to have no other gods before us. We are required to work six days and um, have a Sabbath day. We are required to honor our mother and father. We are required not to steal. We are required not to lie. We are required not to commit adultery. And the list goes on. You, you see where I'm going with this. The commandments are the requirements upon Christians. Then we have the statutes or the ordinances. These are, we'll say, the uh, guidelines of how to execute commandments. So, for example, we are commanded to work six days and rest the seventh, for that is a Sabbath, and we are to keep a Sabbath unto God. Now, that's the commandment. The, the ordinance or the statute would be the guidelines that we use to execute the Sabbath. So we find, if we read other places in the Bible, we find that to execute a good Sabbath, we are not to work. To execute a good Sabbath, we are not to spend money or um, um, sell objects of, of any sort. There's no buying and selling. So there is the, the statute. The statute is the, no buying and selling, um, no work, but the commandment is to keep a Sabbath day. And then we have judgments. Judgments are, we'll say, the guidelines for unusual situations. This is not the normal, but situations will come into an individual's life um, that needs some sort of parameter how to handle it appropriately. And that's what judgments are for. So we see that slavery or servitude is in the area of judgments, which means that this is not commanded upon you and me to have slaves. I am not commanded to be a slave owner and you are not commanded to be a slave or a servant. 
but rather that there's going to be situations that come into um, a given person's life that uh, they need to know how to handle that. So how would slavery come upon an individual, we'll say at least in the, the biblical time? Well, if we read further into this uh, chapter, we'll see that there is a lot of uh, insight on how to handle wrongdoings that occur um, to a, any given individual. For example, if an ox, a neighbor's ox, comes and damages an, a neighbor's property, there is a restitution that has to be made. There is a fulfillment of the law. If a uh, ox kills another person's ox, again, there's a, a restitution, there's a fulfillment that has to take place. Um, if that ox uh, kills a human being, Again, there is a fulfillment of that law. There is a there has to be a, a restitution in order for that law to be fulfilled. If a thief steals something, then of course there is a restitution that comes with that. That is where slavery comes in. Oftentimes, we'll say in an unusual situation, that restitution cannot be paid. So a thief steals something. He spends it or squanders it or eats it or uses it up, whatever might happen. Then when he is found and caught and tried and found guilty, he has no way to repay his debt. Therefore, the only alternative is, is to lean upon this judgment that we call slavery or servitude. He then becomes a servant so that he can repay. So you see here, slavery is not the idea that we get from, we'll say, the modern mainstream media, where when we hear that word slavery and, oh, the Bible's pro-slavery, and we all get concerned and perhaps some even get angry, we have this idea that slavery is simply the strong overtaking the weak and forcing the weak to do something they don't want to do. The Bible does have references to that. We can see that very example in the area of Joseph. Joseph was forced by his brothers. They overtook him. He, they were the stronger. He was the weaker. They forced him into a situation to where he was sold into slavery and then again forced to be uh, so forced to uh, be Potiphar's servant. This was not something he desired and not something he chose. He did nothing wrong to deserve this. It was just simply the strong over the weak. Now that has happened in history. And that has produced very, very little, if any, good fruit at all. That is not God's way. That is man's way. And it is not good. But it is, in my personal opinion, that is an evil way to handle people. But under God's perfect justice judicial system, there has to be a fulfillment of the law. Our very salvation operates under this principle. So even on a smaller scale... We see that when someone is wrong, they have to make it right. And sometimes the only way to make it right is through the form of servitude. Now, we're not surprised at this. If someone was to drive their car um, through your fence, you would think it is normal that they would fix it. Yet, you're placing yourself in that very form of a master. You're requiring from somebody else their time and effort to do something that only you benefit from. Is that not slavery? But yet we see that that makes sense. Well, that's how the Bible operates. That's the, the, the slavery, or we say the, the servitude that, the, that God is, is referencing here is simply bringing um, justice 
um, to those who have been wrong through the form of slavery. Now, you might think, well, I tell you what, that is, that's pretty uh, barbaric, even, even under those definitions, Nathan. Well, here's the truth of the matter. Slavery is alive and well in America today. In fact, many of you that are watching this video are probably slaves and didn't even know it. We don't call slaves slaves anymore. We don't call it servants anymore. We call it under a new name today, and it's called debt. Many of us get up every day and go to work only to find that a good portion, if not all of our paycheck, goes to pay interest. If you pay interest on anything, then you are a slave to that interest holder. Whether it's in your house, whether it's to your car, or whether it's to a credit card, it does not matter. You give a portion of your life every day to them. That is slavery. So if we are against slavery, then we need to also be aware of the different labels that slavery operates under. And today we operate under debt. Well, I hope that these words were um, encouraging and helped shed some light on this very area. It is important that we uh, have an accurate understanding of who God is. And it is also important that we continue to dig deep into the Word of God. And so I want to encourage any of you to uh, post your questions for the Shepherd Peace Counseling Ministries at the uh, email found at the end of this video. And we will do our very best to address those questions in a timely manner. Thank you, and may God bless you.